Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, everyone. This is another Zoom meeting and uh, three, the, I was going to say a three Nollies podcast, two Nollies podcast. And um, tonight, myself and James are going to. Just talk about how we're getting on over this lockdown and what's been happening in our lives in regards to um, the podcast and everything else, all the changes that has happened since the podcast has began, you know, uh, the different people that have been getting help, you know, um, the different services that that have been connected to me and James for different things. And um, we're just going to waffle on about different things here for the next half an hour, 45 minutes, because at the moment we have a few podcasts going, you know, every podcast is relevant, you know, but we don't want to be doing Zoom meetings every single week because we think this podcast needs to be inside in the studio where we have guests and they're talking about their stories, you know, because a lot of their stories are very intimate and emotional and we think it's very important for us to be there um, with the guests to be able to have a chat to them properly and connect to them as well emotionally. So um, from here on, um, I'm going to introduce you to James. James is going to just talk about a little bit about how he's getting on at the moment. There's been some massive changes in his life. So I'm going to pass you right over to James. Thanks a million, Timmy. And just before we get kicking in, I just want to say thanks to Susan and Connor for doing uh, the Zoom podcast over the last two weeks. It's not easy to do it on Zoom. You know, as Timmy was talking about there, like, um, it's better to do it in person because it's very intimate stuff and personal stuff. And when you're in a room with people, you get the energy and um, it's just it's a, lot, it's a lot easier. So to do it on Zoom with the issues around connectivity and you're up in your head about sound and stuff, it's not easy, so well done to them. They are very well received. Um, Susan's going to come on herself, actually, in a few weeks with her husband. So that'll be a very interesting podcast. Um, he's been with her through Tick and Tin, uh, through the addiction and recovery now they're married. So I look forward to that. Um, and another thing is, a lot of the people that watch the podcast on, on YouTube, most of you don't subscribe to the channel. It would mean the world to us if you subscribe to the channel because if we can grow the subscription, um, it just really helps us. Um, also, if you want to uh, support us through the Patreon, you can. Um, the link will be in the description here. Some people give one euro a month. Some people give 10 euros a month. Some people give 20. Um, and it just helps us cover costs. For example, now um, we use Adobe Creative Cloud for the editing and the sound and the subscription is due. It's about a couple of hundred euros. And and, and that and that's kind of what the costs that come up, you know. We're on the market for a new camera as well. We have three good cameras and one shitty one. So um yeah, we've a few quid put away there now. So um 
we're going to hop into the new podcast um, next week because uh, restrictions are lifted on Tuesday the first, and it's now Sunday the twenty ninth. So um, for me at the moment, uh, there's been big changes in my life. Um, we fostered a baby boy at five weeks old. He's now seven weeks old, and uh, he's small but unwell in hospital at the moment. So myself and Gillian are. Um, it's like it reminds me of working in. Uh, social care again, shift work, you know, sitting around um, long days and long nights. So, but um, it's not serious or anything. They're just monitoring him. Um, also, we don't have any kids. We've two dogs, so it's big uh, changes in our life. So I have two bags under my eyes. So um, if there's any uh, listeners there that's um, with babysitters, make sure to put yourself forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at, at the same time, then I'm working from home. I'm studying, I'm doing my PhD, and uh, yeah, I'm just so busy now at the moment, and I feel like I'm probably um, burning the candle at all ends, really, and um, I'm just going to have to really plan out my schedule, my time, um, and look after my recovery, because I, I do feel a, a little bit of pressure, you know, to get everything done, and juggling all the balls, and I've only so much bandwidth, I can only... You know, I'm not good at multitasking, like, you know, so I've loaded things on the go at the moment and I feel distressed and all these things. So I'll be very happy for the gyms to reopen as well on Tuesday just to have that. That's a big de-stressor for me um, to be able to go to the gym and lift some weights and run on the treadmill and just do something intense. Um, so there's that. Yeah. How does somebody go from, you know, uh, living with two dogs and their wife having a baby kind of coming into their life, you know, that's a tough thing. Like, you're not kind of setting yourself up for it all. Like, you've been nine months to set yourself up. You're just kind of, yeah. not just handed a baby, but a baby comes into your life and, and, and you need to look after him. Like, yeah. night feed. I know, I was just, uh, we didn't plan for it. It's just, it's just the situation, the rules, let's just say that. Well, um, the situation arose where the child could be going into care and we were in a position to stop that from happening because children that go into care are overrepresented in the criminal justice system, the homeless services, addiction services. You know, far too many children of the care system have very poor life outcomes and we did not want this boy to go into the, to be another one of those statistics. So um, we took him in. Uh, with no preparation for it, um, no, we're looking at going. We're looking at doing parenting classes. I think they do parenting classes up in Aknahini, so we'll do that. And we'll do what we can, you know, and we learn as we go, and we get support from um, family, friends, and all these people, you know. So um, we'll be grand. But yeah, there's big changes. It's very big changes. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be as well. Um, yeah, such a small man. He demands a lot of attention. He makes a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but, um, it's it's not always a beautiful thing to be able to give the child um, an opportunity to have a nice life um, uh, and just sort of let the parents kind of um, come a little bit. I suppose it's just to help the parents to get in a better place where they can actually take the child. So we're minding the child temporarily while the parents continue to work on themselves and please God we'd hand them back um, when they're good and ready 
So yeah. it's great to be able to do it, but it is challenging. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, has has happened there. Um, your Tommy Tieran interview was aired again last night in the radio. What kind of feedback did you get from people um, in terms of, say, people that are struggling with addictions and stuff like that? Did, um, were you be able to, did you point them and maybe say the podcast direction and, and yeah. sources? Was it, was it overwhelming this time or was it just something you took in your stride? Uh, it wasn't half as overwhelming because I'm, I suppose I'm a public figure now. Um, I'm used to people contacting me and I'm used to people knowing me and stuff like that. Let's say. So the first and the first time around, I was so nervous about how people would perceive me. I couldn't enjoy the show. I, that was only my first, my second time watching it. I watched it when it was on the telly originally and I watched it last night. Last night it was way better. I was over in the hospital with the baby um, and I watched it on the laptop and I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good interview. I thought I spoke well. I represented myself well. Um, and afterwards, then on Twitter, or Facebook, Instagram, and email, I got loads of people contacting me again last night. Not half as many, you know, but still not a, an insignificant amount of people. Um, and it's great that we have the podcast because people are, a lot of um, family members of drug users or people suffering mental health, family members looking for, like, what do I do? I can't, I don't understand this. And then they say, you know what, no. Just have a look at the podcast, look at the episode, especially with um, Sharon Lambert one where she explains the roots of addiction and the causes of addiction because people don't understand the behaviours of an addict because it doesn't, doesn't that make any sense, do you know what I mean? So there's that and then um, John Lonergan, the she that all the podcasts really, they're all informative and educational, you know, so it was great to have that platform to direct people there and say, have a look at that. And if you if you liked the interview and you want to learn more or you're interested in the topic, um, head over to the podcast. You know? So um, I hope we have new listeners and watchers out of it. Um, if you are, well done. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was great to be on the on the telly last night, get the message out there again. Um, so yeah, and at the same time then, the podcast um, have more people contacting me got some guests out of it some potential guests out of it um, mad looking for somebody from the traveller community to come on I think I have somebody um, and we've got good guests lined up as well this week Tim yeah. we have um, a fellow who wrote a book um, from, he's suffered with alcoholism he's in recovery now over a decade he wrote a book um, a well known book he'll be on in the next couple of days we have um sex therapist another sex therapist he's a therapist that specializes in sex addiction tim is that right yeah yeah uh, but he's also in recovery and um he'd be able to like his experience of the route through recovery into education would be quite similar to yours and maybe mine as well you know i know both of you kind of took the the psychology psychotherapy criminology route um, but he would have been quite similar to us as well in addiction um, and he's going to share his story and there's other stuff as well he's going to share but he's going to also talk about sex addiction and the effects of pornography to young kids and stuff like that as well yeah. you know and, and just in general um, he's going to just talk about his experience as well which is yeah, very important and to the people that are listening because 
we need a variety of stories because everybody's story will help different people in different ways, which mm. is critical for the podcast and which is important and which is the bread and butter of the podcast, you know, yeah. the whole theory of it. Um, and we have a gambler coming on as well at some stage in the next week. So he's going to come on and talk about the effects of gambling um, in his own life, his family's life, and how he took over everything, how he took over his thinking and everything that went down in his life was, was surrounded, had to be fixed around gambling, you know. Um, so We have uh, people with eating disorders coming on as well. We have um, overeater. We have somebody that suffers with anorexia. Um, so we will touch on everything. We'll get to everything. And the podcast is going nowhere. I don't know, we're only a young podcast. This is the 20th episode. Um, speaking of, like, since we're at the 20th episode, Timmy, mm. want to give me your, maybe your standout podcast or maybe a couple of your favourite podcasts or maybe some of your favourite moments of the podcast we've done so far? Well, yeah. My first two podcasts, um, they were they were like something you're jumping into the dark, you know, it's like you're jumping into the deep water, and it's like the unknown. You don't know what you're gonna find or you're gonna hit. You know, was your first time giving your story in public, like it was my first time ever being public about anything because I was never on social media in my life before that, and I like I was just very private. I kept myself to myself since I came into recovery, you know, um, and they were a little bit daunting at the beginning, you know, I kind of had to protect myself a little bit because I didn't know what way people, the response is going to be from people because of um, some of my experiences with people in addiction, you know, um, so I had to kind of protect myself, you know, that's why we always speak about some some guests we have to be very very careful that the guests aren't vulnerable and the feedback that they get is not bad for them because it might take them back a step or something something to that manner i had to kind of step back and look at myself and protect myself and feel whatever was going on for me and kind of stay out of my head you know and just just um just kind of remember what the importance of all this is about you know uh, because i never done this for anything other than just helping people. You know, there was never any other motive because I, I would have been a very, very private person. I think, to me, I think that's very evident. And I think why that, that your first, the first podcast we've done was your first episode. And that has the most views by a good bit. Um, and why, why, that has, why that got a huge response is because there was no ego attached to that. That was your deep, honest um, portrayal of your life. Um, and that's what people responded to. It was the same with the Tommy Tierney show. It was like, it was just honesty, you know what I mean? And and, and that's what people wanted. It was no facade, it was no, oh, I was a mad thing, or I was a gangster, or there was, no, not, there was none of that. Just, this is the way it was, and, and this is how it is now. And I hope that I can help people. And that's always the motivation. And it has helped a lot of people, because you've got a lot of people contacting you. Mm. When you're true, when you're when you're in true recovery, James, in terms of really trying to change yourself and drop that egotistic personality that you had in in, in addiction, like that that kind of talk doesn't go well with, with with it. It doesn't 
like if you're talking like that, it doesn't say too much about the person, you know. So, um, and you touched on something there as well to me about protecting guests. I think that's important, you know, like when we're talking to people, we're very conscious we don't want that person to expose themselves, our family members or friends or anything that they may regret afterwards. Mm. So we're always very conscious of if something is a bit sensitive, we may stay away from it. Or we don't want to pro people. And that's why it's important to do it in person as well, because you get a feel for somebody if they're comfortable or if they're uncomfortable. And there's all these subtle body movements and body language and energy in the room that you can't pick up on Zoom. So that's why it's important for us to do it in person if we can. Um, and there's been people that have contacted us wanting to come on the podcast with the best of intention now. And they would have making a great podcast. But me and Timmy just felt that it was a bit too soon for them. Or they just weren't in the right place at the time. Um, and they might have, it might, it, might have been, it might have been great for us and great for the podcast, but aftermath wouldn't have been so good for them. Um, maybe we just felt that they were a little bit too vulnerable. So um, we've all that going on too. You know, we, it's, it's a very person-centered podcast. It's not like get them on and tell the story at all costs, like some podcasts, and then afterwards they're left, they're left with the aftermath of it. We're not into that, you know what I mean? It's not all about clicks and likes and views and subscribes it's about helping people and not exposing people you know so um yeah yeah going back to the podcast podcasts um are your favorite guests let's say my favorite guests um i enjoyed lynn lynn was a, a a real life energy you know she was somebody that i could really relate to because of the younger years, the madness, the chaotic fucking, the dry riding, the robbing, the drugs, and all that stuff, you know. Um, uh, I could, and she was so kind of positive, you know. Every single guest that we had on, I really, really enjoyed because they all had something different to bring to the table, you know. Even, even like you mentioned Sheila earlier on. Like, myself and yourself would have had a great relationship with Sheila down through the years. You know, she would have been a massive help with me, James, like, in the early days of of, of um, getting out of prison and stuff like that. She would have got me into education. She would have helped me in different ways in my personal life. I would have got counselling off the Corkaline Centre, you know. Um, and just to have somebody there to talk to and just open up to and... and it's just to have somebody there, James. You know, um, who 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 really wants to give you as much help as as they can possibly give you. You know, so Sheila would have been a big one. You know, um, Katrina would have been an emotional one because of of the stuff that she has done for my family. Like she would have helped my two brothers in in recovery. You know, they were. They were and the Katrina one when you were talking about your brother and how Katrina and her organisation helped your brother and that. That was where I was the most emotional out of all the podcasts, you know, because the tension in the room on that day, I could feel like when you were talking about your brother and how hopeless he was and how how, how he's shining light at the moment, you know, there was a fierce energy in the room at the time, and it was mm-hmm. it was um it was a very emotional podcast. Let's just say that, mm-hmm. and people picked up on that at home too, like. Yeah, definitely, you know, and even when my mother was alive, like anybody's heard my story knows. The situation with my mother, you know, and mental health and suicide and stuff like that, you know, but my mother would have 
worked in the kitchens at Penny Dinners once upon a time as well, like and, and that's where that kind of relationship comes from, you know, her knowing my mother and knowing us through my mother and then when my mother died her trying to help us out, you know, and, and um, I think they do a fantastic job inside their feeding and and caring for a lot of the homeless in Cork City, but outside of all that, they're known for that side of it, but there's other stuff that goes on there then too, like, you know, helping young, young people, just giving them something to do, you know, because anybody that's in early recovery, GM, like boredom is the number one killer. They're one number one thing that brings people back into addiction, you know. And what they do is they help people in there in terms of giving them something to do, maybe working in the kitchen or going out on the bike and with the lads and feeding the homeless, you know. All that stuff is critical, like, and you know that, and I know it. You have to be busy. So, um, you know, uh, Mikey was a good guest. I enjoyed listening to Mikey, you know, Mikey's story there for a young person, Connor, another fantastic guest, you know. I look at them young fellas and I, I see my potentially young self if, you know... They were so mature for their age to me, weren't they? Unbelievably, unbelievably. And they're getting maturer and stronger because even coming on a podcast and I know they do a lot of their own social media stuff and Connor's been on a show on RT, you know, all that stuff is helping them grow, helping them with their self-esteem, their confidence, you know. And they're carrying the message as well, like... It's amazing, like, and they'll go on into schools, both of them, I'm sure, yeah. and they will talk about their experience in life and, excuse me, and what has helped them to develop into the people they are now today, you know. Um, like, I obviously, as as Timmy, was never ready to get what any of that stuff at a young age. I had to go through all my own shit to become the person I am today and, and to, to when I got into recovery I think I was 31 you know this December now I'll be the 26th of this December I'll be 9 years away from everything alcohol, drugs and gambling and all that other fucking shit that comes with it you know the crime and all that mad stuff you know Um, but it's been a slow process as well the 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 growing process because when I did put down the drink and drugs like James I was left with my thinking because my thinking wasn't occupied with with drinking drugs and gambling and all that other stuff anymore. I was left with all the emotional stuff of my past, the trauma, the fear, the shame, the guilt, all the stuff I would have done in addiction, all the violence, all that stuff you're left with all that and you have to deal with that. Right? But if you have to deal with that and you don't know how to deal with it and you're full of all these different emotions that you don't know what they are and feelings and being in prison as well while all this is going on and you're in a cell on your own and you just know one to talk to you know and you're in the prison environment as well where there's a lot of drugs and alcohol and whatever else mm. it was a really difficult time you know I managed to keep pushing educate that's where education played a key role for me because it kept me occupied it kept me busy you know, and it was, um, you know, there were tough times, but I had to go through all that stuff by to be where I am, the good place I am today. And and I keep reiterating this, and I think it's relevant. It's, for me, it's all about the sitting with yourself in that peace, that moment, and just 
feeling whatever's going on for you and meditation was the key for me like because there was no other way there was absolutely no other way because I, I mentioned this before I could not retain any information that was given to me because I was in survival mode and and when you're in survival mode it's impossible to retain information because you're high up in your better brainwave frequencies and you're up in your third level where you're just fight or flight you know and and that's what I lived most of my life because I was constantly, constantly in, trying to protect myself, thinking that there was always somebody out for me. There was never a good reason for any contact with some with people. It was always, or they want something because you know. But it's different now because I've I've gotten to know people for how they are, and I've met some great people in my life, and it's just. Yeah. Fantastic life today, James. You know I mean? Change started from prison, and we've been in contact with certain people from um, Weefield Prison and Cork Prison about showing the podcast to um, prisoners. Um, but I'd love if we could get it into the, all the prisons, you know, like put it on a like I know since the prisons, since the coronavirus, a lot I don't know if all the prisons, but a lot of the prisons have Netflix and stuff in the cells because they've no visits and stuff. and um, the school might be closed and stuff. so it'd be fairly easy for them to stream the podcast to the cells you know I think it'd be very beneficial for people because you can plant the seed or you can start the process in prison do you know what I mean um, it's a safe environment to do it for the most part um, so it'd be great if we can get the podcast in the prison I don't know if any prison governor watches this but I'd love to do a live podcast in the prison in any prison if anyone Wants to wants us to go to their prison and do a live podcast. That would be like amazing. Mm. Um, and then outside of that, um, I suppose we're, we're, wait, we're still waiting to go up to the president. To me, mm. yeah, we were we, we were we were supposed to go to the Aris and Uktaran. We got it. We got an invitation from Michael D. Higgins inviting us up for lunch. Um, but, do you want to talk about how we actually met him the first time? Like people are saying, how the fuck. How did, how did the president get on to the Zulu boys? You know, like... Yeah, the, the, the reason that came about was because when I was on the Tommy Turner show in January, mm. he watched it and he asked Tommy Turner for my contact details. So I got a phone call there last February from Tommy Turner's crew saying, or oh, there's somebody looking for your contact details. Is it okay to give them out? And I said, who is it? And they said, President Higgins. And I was like... And I tell him, no, go in, don't be nine me. And I was like, fucking course, you can give him my details, you know. But so. we tell him about the time we met him initially, like, we were doing like, a, yeah, a conference. We both spoke at a conference, um, at Cork Alliance Centre Conference. So it's a conference around desistance and offending and reintegration, all these things. And if you look behind Timmy, you can actually see the photographs of us with the president. Yeah, so we met. We met him in two thousand and fourteen. I don't know. Can you see anything? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. See anything? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, terribly nice man. Yeah. You know. Um. But the whole point of the conference was, um, we had a lot of a lot of uh, different organisations from from around the country, like with prison services, probation services. And we had to give our stories on the stage inside the Fork and Crane, which is, is like a theatre in Cork. And the whole point of it was 
for us to show these people and organizations that change can happen mm. you know and it was the, we were there to actually show them that there is light at the end of the tunnel that it's not always a bad story or a bad ending you know and from that conference a lot of those people that were in the audience probation officers um governors chiefs of prisons people from the IPS the Irish prison service their view was their perception of everything was changed because of that that yeah. conference you know that's how the myself and Sheila then after that we were up training uh, recruit prison officers that's how that came about then because the chief uh, Ray O'Keefe that was in charge of the prison training college he was in the audience at the time he heard us speak and he was like should get the lads up to speak to the recruit prison officers so that's how that came about um, and it was a great conference and there was an we, uh, Sheila from the Cork Lane, she was organising another conference there, but COVID screwed that up again. So maybe we'll do that next year. Um, the conference happens every couple of years, you know. Mm. In, terms, in terms of the guests, then again, um, I suppose a couple of the ones that stand out for me was um, it was great to have Sheila on because obviously we're very close to Sheila and it meant a lot for us to have her on. Um, then I enjoyed... John Lonergan, um, because I just thought it was great that John Lonergan, 70 odd year old man, would drive down to Churchfield Green to us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I just felt there was there was a humility to that. Um, plus, I really, we shared a lot of the similar views and the content of the podcast was good. And Philly McMahon was a great podcast because we drove up to Philly and I was kind of nervous about meeting Philly because... He's a GA superstar. He's very famous. He's got fucking about a hundred all all the medals, club and county. And I was like, is he going to be what ego? Do you know, some of these sports stars can be full of ego, and you're going to think he's this and that. But he was the most down to earth man. I, I, you know, he was so humble, and he was just like one of us. And he made us feel very welcome. And I thought that was a great podcast as well. That was the last podcast in season one. But um, I think my favorite one was the Sharon Lambert one because. There was just a great dynamic between the three of us at the time. And it went for about 45 minutes, but we could have went much longer. Um, there's so much to cover with Sharon because she's just so intelligent. Um, and I suppose after that, we said we have to do another one. So Sharon is going to do a live podcast with us in the Everyman. Yeah. She's one of the guests. And the format is going to be slightly different. She might... Uh, interview or dissect us up on stage so um that'll be interesting and we'll have we can have a hundred guests in the everyman um so i'm looking forward to that so yeah um but as i said they're all great guests you know the lynn one was great because she's kind of half mad and she fitted in well with us um and, and then the not so famous ones the nicole ryan speaking about her brother i felt that was powerful um and and everybody, you know, they're all great. Every guest, every yeah. guest that came on was powerful. You know, the, every like everybody had to face some fear to come on that. You know, I, I know from my own experience, I was, I was fucking shit myself. You know, basically because you don't know where people are going to react. Yeah, so I, we could understand how everybody felt coming on. You know, the podcast, uh, especially because it's visual as well, James. You know, and you're going to be yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. You know, so everybody, everybody was, I could name every single person there 
that was on the podcast in the last 28, is it 17 or 18 episodes, and every one of them had brought something very special to the podcast. Um, so, like, if, if there's somebody that we're not saying, mention him, yes. like, it doesn't make any difference. It's just, you know, like, Mark and Shane, the two lads talking about fitness, they were fantastic, you know, um, Jesus Christ, my mind has gone blank. No, um, but everybody was fucking brilliant. Like, I enjoyed every single one of them, you know. And we'd like to hear what you think, uh, what was your favourite episodes? You know, put it into the, the comments section here. And if you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify, you can tweet us or email us, whatever. Um, if you think that there are some topics that we haven't covered or haven't said we're going to cover that you'd like us to cover, a lot of covers there. But, um, let us know, get in touch, uh, comment on some of the stuff that you want us to touch on. Um, also, coming up, we have a couple of comedians, um, so we'll bring a bit of humour again to it, because I know it can be quite intense and quite serious, and I hope that you know we we have to make it um, digestible, and it can't be all too serious and too traumatic either, do you know what I mean? So we've got some um, humorous people coming on soon. And um, we might do you no know, Christmas special as well, Timmy. Maybe do a live stream one and uh, interactive with the guests or the the audience can ask us questions in real time. So we, we'll definitely do something like that and maybe do some prizes or something, you know, a dinner with the two Naris or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, chip, bro. Love the chip, bro. Yeah. We call you back. Back of the one with the two Naris. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But um, look, we'll be back, G. This time next week, we'll have a new podcast. It will be in person. It will be back to normal. Fuck you, COVID. And the six weeks killed us all. But please God, we get back to normal. And we're going to have into a uh, proper podcast. So um, we see you all next week. Good night, right, Tim. Thanks, everyone. See Thanks for support. Everyone's support. And um, hopefully... Everything will be back to normal in the next few weeks and we can all enjoy Christmas, you know. So, uh, God bless everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.